We are back here with Front Office U Fridays. I'm here with a special guest, uh, Akash. How is everything going today? Absolutely great. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Um, and um, it's it's beautiful outside today. Uh, I don't know what was the weather like there. Um, is it rainy in Seattle? Now we have some sun here as as well, so we're, we're kind of on the same same well different sides of the U.S. Obviously, but we have the same weather, which is nice and. Looks like it's going to be hot here for the 4th of July as well. So hopefully the same there. But getting right started right away, uh, Akash Karki is our guest today. Uh, someone who worked with me with the Iowa Wild and obviously was a great um, person to be around with uh, on the group sales side. But where it started off was obviously he had to decide if sports was something that he wanted to do. So Akash, let our listeners know kind of, you know, what why sports kind of what your background was and, you know, playing sports as well as just your overview of why you wanted to work in sports. So to, to say, uh, first of all, thank you. Um, uh, this question takes me back to like uh, my childhood. Um, I come from a country called Nepal. Um, I don't know many of the listeners even may not know where exactly Nepal is. They might have heard the name, but like they don't know where exactly it is. So I grew up in a family where um, kind of sports is not taken as like the, the career choice, but like I grew up playing sports and watching uh, sports, especially like the Premier League, English Premier League. Um, um, I am a big supporter of Arsenal uh, Football Club and uh, that grew into me like uh, growing up, I always wanted to work in sports. And back in 2017, I made a decision to like, leave my country, fly half the globe uh, across, come to the States and, and get to the school for like um, sports management program. And um, I, I came here in 2017, um, but um, I decided to go like a different route, go to a business school with emphasis in sports and entertainment management. So I went to Webster University, a small uh, D3 school in St. Louis, um, even though it was a smaller school, but being in the um, city like St. Louis, um, I got to know about um, the American sports first, first an experience of that, right? It was the first time um, in 2017 when I experienced the baseball. It was first time in 2017 when I experienced my um, ice, uh, first hockey uh, game. So um, yeah, it was, it was a big cultural shock for me and also like a big experience for me and a reality check for me uh, uh, from a, uh, like especially being uh, being a guy from a country like Nepal where um, like professional sports is not that much there um, neither the college sports or anything and uh, coming to a country like uh, the states it was hard for me to like first firstly to get that experience uh, like uh, to get that internship and everything so I had to uh, work um, harder and it, being an international student also helped uh, uh, had some more um, like restriction for me to like try out like go out for, and like get some internships and stuff so yeah that's uh, but like I knew I had to do this and I had that passion for that was burning inside me to work in sports and to make it happen uh, that helped me along the way. It's also interesting I mean you took a chance on yourself to go all the way you know, to the United States to 
go after something that you obviously truly were as passionate about as well as understanding um, obviously in Nepal like you said sports isn't as a you know not big um, necessarily speaking I know you and I have talked about cricket being pretty big there as well as you know soccer everywhere else is pretty pretty much big um, U.S. is obviously growing uh, with the MLS but I think something also important for for you as well as listeners know is that look, maybe where you were, it wasn't like the best opportunity in Nepal for being able to, you know, study sports uh, management or go down the the career of working in sports. But you actually looked at yourself like, hey, let me take a chance to go somewhere else where I can give those resources, go to the St. Louis Blues game. I believe they won the Stanley Cup, if I do recall. Uh, yeah. If I, yeah. 2017. Uh, Cardinals, who tend to always be a team that everyone looks at, uh, now with the St. Louis FC, um, their sports teams just continue to to grow in the passion sports uh, background there. So why did you choose St. Louis out of every other state? Nothing against Minnesota or uh, Seattle, <laughs> but why did you change, change or why did you choose St. Louis? Um, was there any reasoning behind it, or was it just one of those things where? Hey, I'm just going to go this to St. Louis and see what is out there for me. So um, I don't know like why I chose St. Louis. Okay, first thing um, I I started looking after the schools in the United States, and I I was accepted in two of the schools. One was in St. Louis. The other one was in Troy University in Alabama. And there's nothing to say about Troy, uh, but. Yeah, it was expensive, a little bit expensive. And uh, being in St. Louis, like it would, like I was the guy coming here to study sports management, like to study sports. And uh, the first thing I started looking at, and I saw St. Louis uh, Cardinals, okay, 11 time world champion, okay, and St. Louis Blues, an NHL team. Um, I thought, like, hey, that is the perfect place to get to know like American sports, right? So that is the perfect place for me to get some experience. Um, the only, only um, the reality check came out after I came in, like what kind of uh, like uh, competition was there uh, I was dealing with, like um, the guy coming from a country called Nepal where you had no big baseball experience, you had no knowledge of who the player were and uh, you didn't know the league at all. You didn't know like, if anybody started talking about baseball, the only thing you you could say was a home run, right? <laughs> and there's nothing nothing I knew of, right? So I came to uh, the school um, and um, uh, like I was not ready to uh, have a conversation with uh, my classmates about like baseball and stuff. If they started talking about soccer, I could talk a whole day, whole night about soccer, but like. Um, that was not here. Like people were crazy about Cardinals game. Like whenever there uh, there was a game going on, your whole classroom, uh, your classmates would be there with a Cardinals gear. Like that was that crazy. They were that crazy about uh, the baseball. So basically, when I was in Nepal, that's that's the thought the process from uh, that worked for me. Like, hey, I have two choices. Do you want to go to Troy, Alabama, or do you want to go to St. Louis? And uh, I said, like, hey, I'll take my chance, go to St. Louis. And at that time, I think there was 
uh, one St. Louis um, team uh, at I think US USFL uh, USL USL um, that's called St. Louis FC, um, uh, which is now defunct and like uh, uh, like um, yeah that that used to play and so I used to go to those games. Um, so that I could make friends over there. I had some friends, uh, I met some friends over there during those games. And that, that was my go-to place for sports. Um, and I, I eventually got caught up with uh, the baseball and the St. Louis Blues uh, that helped me a lot um, along the way too. It's really cool to hear kind of your two choices, right? You had two choices. So obviously not you know, as many as you probably were hoping, but it also helped you to choose versus having only two versus multiple where, you know, either expenses and like you said, being an international student, you you look at expenses being more important in a way just because obviously you want to make sure you're financially stable uh, versus yeah. not being financially stable, especially in uh, sports where, as you know, sports doesn't pay the the glamorous amounts that everyone else who doesn't work in sports assumes you make. Um, yeah. Just with uh, the experience that you were able to, to get there is, is important when it comes to when you were at college, how did you get experience? What was kind of your process to basically get your name out there nowadays? LinkedIn is obviously a great opportunity to, to reach out and, um, and as well as reach out to other people to see if there is positions available or even internships. What did you do during that time to kind of set your yourself up um, in the long run? So when I was in college, like I said, being an international student, that restricted me a lot. So I I felt very hard to like um, reach out to people during a few years. Like I think I do, until my... Uh, junior year, I, I had not reached out to anybody. So to be honest, right? So I used to feel fear, like, what would they say, right? Um, and then um, uh, after my junior year, like when I was talking with the professors and they were like um, helping me out, um, like I was very good at talking with my professors and they said like, hey, it's, it's okay to ask uh, people for help. Just... Um, Give them a send them a LinkedIn message and say like, hey, I want to know about you. Like, and there was um, one one of my professors um, at Webster University. Say like, he used to say people like to talk about themselves, so you don't you don't <laughs> uh, don't you like worry about like uh, they saying no. Like, just talk with them, and that was that was it. I I started messaging people, talking, uh, trying to have some um introductory meetings talk with people um and see what how they uh, managed to get that internship like how did how, how their work uh, life goes or what's their um uh day in a sports work like like work works and everything uh that helped me a lot and um to get my experience uh, like for like um i had a challenge getting the internship too because I was basically um, in St. Louis uh, fighting with the candidates from like, I was in a D3 school fighting with the candidates like uh, from OMSL. They had like really good plan, um, uh, sports management program. There's a university called Merville. They had a really good uh, uh, 
sports management program. There's the University of St. Louis. There's Washington University. So those are like big universities over there in St. Louis. They already had uh, those connections. And, and uh, I had like coming from a small school, the only thing you, you can show up is so your dedication towards sports, right? Uh, so you're like, you are there to work for it. And um, to get that internship during my, um, I did not get any internship until my uh, senior year, right? So uh, to get that, what I did was like, um, there, was an, uh, there was an event that was going to be organized by St. Louis Sports Commission uh, to celebrate um, Stan's, Stan the Man's birthday at the Bush Stadium, right? They were handing out cupcakes for free uh, to the parades, like the people were parading and that's uh, that um, in front of the stadium and they were handing out cupcakes. And um, I had uh, like an interview for like volunteering and stuff and I had put my name out there. And uh, the internship coordinator over there said like, hey, we have a volunteer work. You wanna come, at, come join us um, during this day? And I said, like, yes, I'm going to do it. Yes, I'm going to be there. Count me in. I'll be there. And I went there. That was that that day was raining and it was like 40 degrees in St. Louis weather. I was there uh, in my khakis and just this pullover over there. Cold as like I was dying of cold, but I was still working. I worked full full time. I saw, saw them like, hey, I'm there to work. Right, and um, I, I came home uh, from that internship just eating a pretzel <laughs> from that uh, from that volunteer work, and doing that volunteer like work like that put me in front of their the people in St. Louis Sports Commission, right? And they said like, "Hey, this guy works," and that landed me an internship there. So I got to work with the uh, with them for the NCAA. Division one and D two wrestling championship, and that was um, that was it. That's that helped me, and I, there too, like only thing I could do was show up for work and work, uh, work as hard as I could, right? So that's how I did. Um, I reached out to people, and uh, yeah, it was also a connection that I made, like um, during my um, senior year through my school's. Uh, mentorship program like we had an alumni mentorship program where i made a connection with a really good mentor who i still in touch with and she helps me a lot um i want to give shout out to uh coach katie Pate. um she is um at uh, app state right now she's she's an amazing human being and like she helped me a lot during that process like um how to uh, she was the first person uh who helped me like hey helped me through the interview process. Like whenever I had like interview after my graduation, right? For my full-time job, she was the person to uh, like prep me and like uh, give that uh, mock interview and stuff. So that that helped me a lot. Um, so yeah, reaching out to people saying like, hey, hello, I wanna know about you. Um, that helped me a lot. I think it's really cool to, I mean, basically it comes down to, you know, having a mentor, reaching out to people, having the resources. Like you said, like the only thing you really had was that you're going to basically, you know, work in khakis, 40 degree weather, rain, St. Louis, uh, you know, temperature um, in, in general, just working a volunteer job to potentially get something in, in the future. 
um, in this case, an internship, which is incredible, especially with, I know your work ethic in general is incredible. I've been around you at the, in the office uh, when we were in Iowa. Um, but, you know, having someone like that who can, you know, like Katie, who can prep you, get you ready for whatever is next, uh, either if it's with a different team or it's for a position within the same organization, having that is so important. I know it's something that, unfortunately, we don't have much people or many people that are like that. A lot of people tend to say that they are, but then you realize down the line that maybe they aren't. Um, and so it's important to, like you said, reaching out to people. Like you said, pe people like to talk about themselves. As you know me, I love talking about myself um, in general, but I also like listening to other people's stories, figuring out exactly what I can do to help them um, in the long run. Um, now with working obviously with uh you know in college as a, a volunteer moving on to kind of more of a, a formal intern role uh you were able to get a, your first position with uh, the iowa wild did katie kind of help you out with that what was the process like i know you said in general you didn't really have much um obviously experience in the sports industry so I'd be curious to kind of hear exactly kind of what led into it. And obviously it was an honor to be able to, to work with you. Um, but in general, kind of how did that process go? Was it kind of similar where you kind of had to prove yourself to, you know, the the people who were interviewing you, um, considering all the other candidates that were applying? What kind of was the thought process there? So it, it was interesting uh, about how I get my Iowa Wild job. So before I applied for Iowa Wild job, um, I applied for um, St. Louis Cardinals um, dive sales rep job, DRS job. So um, I was um, um, I was invited for the in-person interview as well, but I didn't make it. I I, I couldn't make it there. Um, but um, from there, um, like what I uh, got a gist about from them is like I did not have that experience of like customer service and stuff. Um, I didn't have like um, the ways um, the fan thinks and everything, right? So um, uh, the hiring manager who had like called me and stuff, he recommended me for one of the temporary work uh, with this St. Louis Cardinals authentic shop, where like they sell the uh, memorabilia, like the game user stuff and stuff, right? Um, signed signed uh, jerseys and stuff. So. I started working there part-time and in the meantime i knew like i wanted to get in like ticket sales or revenue side of the business um i started searching and i through a linkedin page i found um i found uh, this incredible place where like they teach you the ticket sales thing that's the isbi 360. um so i um, i started working um like getting the training over there um, I started training. They started teaching me like the process, sale process and stuff, right? And while I was training with them, I was also applying for um, jobs at Iowa while. Um, and um, I was like, I had like three to four weeks of training already. And I knew like what, what was the sales process was like and what, what were the questions you got to ask for um, selling and stuff. And during one of my interviews, like one, during my final interviews like uh, in Iowa, like I know like you, you told me like they asked you to make a project and then present and stuff, right? So I did that and uh, Brent, like uh, the hiring manager over there, like I, 
um, he, he, during my interview, he asked me to sell, right? And he asked me to sell and like, that was it. Like, I already knew what was the question I had to ask. I knew like what, what was the thing I needed to knew, uh, ask him. And I started uh, doing a cold call, like proxy call with, with him. And like, he was impressed with that because he knew what were the questions that was um, that I had to ask. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know about wild product, but like I knew the question sets and like what the sales process through that training. So I was always open to those opportunities, like just grab it, what, whatever you, uh, you find it, where, the resources that you find it around, that helps you a lot. So that was how I got uh, my first job with Iowa Wild. I know like every, every step, like everything helped me a lot. Like uh, the interview process I had with um, St. Louis Cardinals helped me get those uh, customer service uh, experience with St. Louis Authentic Shop, right? And that made me confident to talk in phone, like I was doing phone orders and stuff. So I had that experience already with, uh, with that experience. With the training from the ISBI 360, I, I knew like what uh, it took uh, for, for me to give a cold call, right? And what were the right questions to ask um, to the people um, and uh, everything like um, uh, with the mentorship that I had from um, Katie, like that helped me. And, through my interview process, like through the first round of process and second round of process that they uh, the wild had. So I, I would say like everything what I did, like every step of my career, like every person who I made, they helped me in a way. And every uh, call up that I did, that helped me in a way to get this uh, um, first job at Iowa Wild. I can agree with, with all of that ISBI, we have uh, one of my co-hosts on this podcast actually did the same process. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a little bit longer course. Obviously, you were lucky enough to be able to to find a position. Obviously, the goal for that program is to learn the sales process, potentially you know, work kind of as a person behind the scenes for a team, right? And then potentially get hired or also you know, find opportunities to to get hired there. I know Clayton talks great strides about how they set themselves up to for success. Um, and he's in the American Hockey League right now, too. So he knows that process. But I also think it's funny because their interview process with the IOI, I will say, is probably one of the top ones in general, just because there is multiple interviews. So they're looking for a great candidate. They're also making you do a project, which I was shocked. I was a little bit nervous for, for mine. I'm not sure if yours was similar, but mine was had to go with, you know, basically having a program for, um, you know, schools, uh, essentially to, to have them come out. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So similar uh, to that, uh, that way, like yeah, it was more directed towards uh, how would you like have a marketing or sales sales kind of program for the schools and like the um, kids around like Iowa. So um, it was basically somehow similar. Yeah, exactly. So, it, I mean, it was, it's cool. I also think it's interesting that um, in general, like you used all your leverage. There's in sports, you look at many athletes as well as us in a way where you look at everyone's story. Everyone's story is not the same, right? It's not where 
oh, you went to college and then, you know, you're getting drafted or you're going to, you know, we'll just say the Milwaukee Bucks right away, right? Like you were scouted from day one, right? There's no exact route, um, but the ability for you to be able to, you know, tell Brent, hey, this is the sales process. This is how I can sell you. Brent's a great guy in general. And so I can just imagine him um, when you were going through being impressed, because as you know, one thing in sales is you have to be on your feet. You might get thrown things in general that you're not too familiar with. Um, but the way you obviously handle it, and like you said, the service side of being able to work with the the Cardinals and their team store um, to actually know how to handle those conversations are very important. I know in renewals in, in general, um, especially with the wild, it's important, but you worked on the group side. Like what was something that uh, you found maybe at first that was difficult and then you kind of really found your groove as well as what was your favorite part um, during during game days of, you know, essentially, was it the food? Because for me, I loved having the food. Um, I thought that was pretty cool <laughs> perk for for uh, sports in general. But what was, what was kind of your biggest, you know, what were you kind of excited for when it came to game day, just because we worked those long hours? And then the other one is, working in groups, what did you think was really difficult at first, but you were able to kind of get graphs uh, later on? So, yeah, working with the groups, like, yeah, it, it was fun working with the groups because, like, you were, uh, when you work with groups, you're not just selling them the tickets to the game. You're selling them the experience they will have when they come with the groups, right? And um, I, I know, like, I used to help with the school performances at the Wild, and, like, when I was helping that um, and see those kids like smiling about everything like that, they were living their uh, experience over there, right? They were having the experience of the lifetime there. Like they were uh, like trying to have fun all the time. And I, one thing we used to say like, hey, you you give your best performance, but the main thing you do is have fun tonight, right? So that's that's what we used to say. And um, that, that, that feeling of giving that, them those experience helped me a lot right and I, I was like that hey I can sell this like I know like I can sell people this experience and like bringing out uh groups of friends um to have a party a birthday party or something like that that helped uh me like um, until today like when I um uh, even in, at East Tennessee State like whenever I uh, I do uh, uh bring those groups in it's the same experience like uh, I'm not just uh, making a sale today. I'm just making somebody's uh, somebody have an experience of this um, event, and that would they will remember this uh, for years to come. So that kind of experience is what I want to sell to people, and uh, that helped me during my sales process, and like um, helped me always go for it. In sports, it's all about the experiences, right? The way you can paint the picture, the way you can actually give someone an experience that they might not have thought over the phone, right? It's kind of crazy to think nowadays that most things are um, pretty transactional, but if you're able, you know, the good people who are good at selling as well as good at marketing essentially themselves, they're able to, I mean, they're able to bring groups of 20, hundreds, you know, even sometimes thousands um, just because of the way they paint it, it's the excitement behind it. I, Brent and Kai always said, put a smile on your face when you make, you know, smile and dial in a way, um, which at first I, I think, at least myself, I always was like, oh, that doesn't work, but it does. I mean, just the tone, uh, the ability to be able to 
be happy over the phone. It helps you uh, versus having a bad attitude to go on the phone. Like, you know, yeah. inside sales is, I mean, with our position and you know this, like we made a lot, a lot of calls each day, but it's probably yeah. because it that's, that's what it is, right? That That's, that's it's, what minor league sports is. Yeah. You, you have to make those calls. You have to hit those numbers. Um, I know like there was a time when I had like that dry spill for like two weeks, three weeks going on, no sales. I'm like, okay, um, everybody around me is making sales. But like uh, that, like when I did not have sales, I was happy to see other people succeed and like uh, get energy from them. And like, hey, they're getting it. Why can't I? Like, right. So getting getting after that, trying to, trying to, um, get that happiness over the small wins and like uh, um, keep grinding on, uh, keep working on um, towards your goal, um, towards that um, end goal. So that's that's something. Um, and basically, we we succeeded like, like as a group, right? Um, and always like uh, in sports, it's not like just personal goal; it's a team goal uh, that matters the most. And uh, having um, a team succeed is what uh, your success as well. Um, and uh, that's that's the spirit that um, uh, Iowa taught me, like uh, to be happy with what uh, the group's gonna achieve, and like uh, the one smaller effort that you put towards the uh, group goal is what uh, I learned from Iowa too. I uh, I agree. I just had a blast, you know, working with you as well as um, Brett, Dan. Uh, the whole crew there, a lot of them no longer w- work with the, the the team, but are in sports of other uh, capacities, which is really cool. So it's also, you know, that was my first, you know, real sports experience with a, a big team like that. And um, it was, it was a fun time. And, you know, obviously moving forward, you're, you're now at uh, East Tennessee State University you say ETSU, but obviously you have to say the full uh, college so people know exactly what we're talking about. Um, the acronyms I've noticed when searching online can have different uh, universities yeah. around there. Um, but now you're a graduate student uh, assistant. Kind of what you know led you to kind of go that route? Uh, I know how much you love school, obviously, it seems. Uh, but what was kind of your, your, your viewpoint there? Obviously, looking for your, your next kind of uh, role there um, in general what kind of led you to um, attending so um, I I want to <laughs> I want to make it clear that I don't love that love is school that much so first first my choice was not to be in grad grad school but like um, that uh, came um, with a perk of being an international student right so you're an international student you're on you're on visa um, and uh, so what I was working with uh, Iowa a while ago. So this is basically, I think, many of the international students that uh, who face this issue with the visa, right? So you are here um, on a student visa. You get work for a while, and afterwards you need to have um, your employer um, sponsor your visa, right? If not, then you have to find a way to um, continue to like have that experience. Uh, in other ways. Um, so as an international student, the, after my time was done with um, the Iowa Wild and um, uh, they couldn't sponsor my visa, um, I had to like uh, find a way to keep on pursuing my dreams. And um, I started talking with my mentor, again, 
um, coach, uh, uh, Katie, Katie helped me a lot because uh, during that time, like um, I had an option um, whether to go back home and start from scratch or like to still work for uh, work towards my goal and get get more experience. And um, I, I knew like I could go to grad school um, and uh, uh, still work in sports. And like um, at that time, the the East Tennessee State job opened um, at the ticket sales. Um, that's where I wanted to be. And I said like, hey, let me apply here and see uh, what happens. And um, I did uh, apply for the job. Uh, um, Katie had some connections here. She talked with them. Um, I had like two, three rounds of interview. I would say two rounds, I, I think for um, then, um, then that, that cemented it. Like um, they saw my experience. They knew like uh, I was a the guy they needed. Um, and I love the place they have you here. Um, especially I come from a country with mountains. Uh, since the state is surrounded by mountains here. Um, and uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains are around and everything. So I said, like, um, nothing with Iowa, but yeah, Iowa was cold. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, my time there was, ah, yeah. Um, I said, like, yeah, it will be a good change for me. And to get that experience, um, and I always wanted to be in college sports, to be honest, too, right? So uh, I always wanted to switch to college sports, um, and the opportunity came here um, and to get my grad school. So that that could be a very good option for a lot of international students who who's trying to get those experience um, in sports and uh, in general, right? So uh, I used that leverage, and then I started um, as a graduate assistant here um, at Eastern State, where I love it. Like um, I'm getting more uh, like really good experience. I'm getting the experience of the service side. I'm getting the experience of the sales side. Um, and it's a small school being in a small school, like you get to wear a lot of hats. You get to um, do a lot of stuff. Um, and um, again, I, I'm surrounded with like a lot of good people around here too, right? Um, so my manager who is the assistant AD here, uh, Mike Jerosher, like he, he has been helping a lot. Like he um, is helping me to like um, build a leadership opportunity for me, like uh, get me that leadership experience. I'm here managing some um, summer interns, like um, also like the uh, temp workers. So that has helped me like uh, build that managerial skill um, on myself. Uh, and um, yeah, the experience has been great. Um, and I took that opportunity. Um, I took the chance and like, um, I know like when I had this option, whether to go back home or like uh, continue my education and like also the experience that I can have, um, I chose the latter and then um, I'm happy about it. I did that. I agree with you on Iowa is cold. It's definitely cold, <laughs> especially during hockey. Hockey season tends to be when uh, winter happens so that definitely makes sense there I'm sure you had a bundle up which we all did I think there was if I do recall one of those games where it was a blizzard and uh, we weren't oh. supposed to go home I think you recall that where right there was a blizzard in the parking lot most of the people stayed back I only lived like a mile away and I just wanted to get home because it's I mean 
sports. It was such a long, long weekend. I think we had, I think that was March, if I do recall, where we had like that long stretch um, of of home games there. Um, But it's also cool to kind of see how like, you only had, you know, there's only another, it came down to two options, right? You could have either went back home and try to figure out exactly what you could have done there or find an opportunity. Luckily, Katie was able to to help you again to find where you wanted to to fit. I'm happy to hear that, you know, East Tennessee State University uh, weather-wise is better as well as just mountains um, around, which is really cool. But I also think it's interesting to see that, You've had a lot of experience. You've been here for now quite some time, um, but also it has to be just kind of tough in general with not being able to, you know, see your family um, just because they live so far away. I know there's times where um, I think you had to wake up early. If I do recall calling your parents, uh, I think I, I, you and I talked about it um, of you having to wake up. I think if I do recall, it was like 2 a.m. or something because over there it would have been perfect timing. So um, you know, my last question there before we go flash, uh, flash Friday questions, um, how difficult is it, especially being different time zones, um, as well as, you know, do, do you go back home every year? Like kind of what's your thought process? Cause as an international student, as you, I mean, you know, this better than anyone, um, it's expensive to travel in general, like how was that? And then COVID as well break us through like exactly kind of how it's been here the last couple of years. So, yeah, like um, going back home is not that cheap. Uh, and uh, like the last time I saw them was before COVID. So you can imagine in person, like, right. So before COVID was when I saw them, um, I have not been back home since um, December, 2019, I'd say. So <laughs> it's a long time. So, yeah, uh, it's hard sometimes, but like um, you have to figure it out, right? You have to figure out the uh, time difference. Um, it's uh, with the technology, uh, um, right? Yeah, we, we get to talk with people face to face. Thanks to Zoom and thanks to um, other technologies. Like I, I do FaceTime with them. Um, yeah, sometimes like we have to so like set an appointment, like say, hey, um, Friday night, is a good time for me to talk with them, um, especially like when um, it's easier for the for me uh, when I don't have work next next day. Um, but like when the season starts again, right? So uh, season starts Saturdays and Sundays are like game days mostly. So you work um, again. So yeah, it's more about like scheduling those um, time and like trying to find that gap um in the time difference and then um trying to get that like 10 15 minutes of talks and say like hey what's going on this is what new is happening and um what's going on over there just to say hello but like yeah sometimes it's hard but um i'm figuring out i'm glad that you're uh getting everything kind of figured out there and kind of go back to um you know in general like you were saying how you've been able to you know, help interns and stuff, getting that opportunity. I think that's really important, especially for your career development. I know that's something that uh, tends to be said quite a bit in the sports industry. It just depends on if you're given the opportunity um, or if you sometimes you have to look other ways just because you don't have the opportunities 
whatever the case was. But for you, you're able to get the opportunity. People are looking out for you, which is really nice, uh, especially for for where you uh, see yourself. Um, obviously, I'm just happy to kind of see that you're, you know, first of all, college, uh, working college sports. I know it's a grind. I don't know how you do it because you have to do sports that you might not be even interested in, but you still have to sell them or, you know, either work them, whatever the case is there. So I'm excited to see kind of your career development moving forward. But we're back here at last Friday questions here. Um, I know I, I gave you a, a head start here for the first question. Uh, it's I, I will say before we talk about the first question, I do remember us talking about uh, the Seattle Sounders back in with, when we were with Iowa, how you said we wouldn't win the CONCACAF. So uh, that was my first match. We won it all. So just yeah. uh, for, for our viewers out there, he, this man, you know, he didn't believe uh, that we, we made it. So uh, first, hey, first was... team to win it, first of all. Yeah, yeah, I I I understand that. Um, yeah, um, I don't I don't know like how they did it, but they did it, and I'm glad they did it though. Um, so, um, yeah, I I feel like Seattle would be the uh, best team to do it for the first time. So, I think uh, yeah, that that made a lot of sense, and like um, I'm happy for you. It was yeah. the first game. Hey, hey, it's it's just something for our viewers, you know. Even, <laughs> exactly even your even your friends and co-workers that you worked with at that time you know that anything can happen as, as long as you put your mind to it um but the my question with Messi coming to the MLS who do you think will be the next international player to come over and why oh. Messi yeah Messi is a lot like right yeah, this is a big, big news. So I think um, MLS in general, like, is is now moving into a different, different uh, stage. Like, I know, like, people used to call MLS like the place where the dead woods go and stuff. But like, we can see like MLS with a lot of young talents right now, and like, um, I think MLS has now changed from that to. Uh, being a, being a competitive league where like you come here, um, prove yourself, and kind of move to Europe again. Like you can see that happening now with a lot of like uh, young players from the United States uh, who play in MLS and now they have moved to Europe and stuff. So that I think that dynamic has changed a lot. Um, and um, talking. Going back to your uh, question, who do you think would be the next superstar coming um, to the States? Uh, let me see. It's a tough question, though. So, uh, uh. these aren't made to be easy. We will just put that route. That's why I asked the, the question. It can be, you know, looking at players. You're a big soccer guy. So, that's why I asked the question. Like, do you uh, see maybe even players who are, potentially younger um coming over sooner i mean with messi coming over i know messi uh came over and i believe if i do recall uh i think it's is it Busquets who is coming over as well let's get oh yeah yeah see you know your doctor so he's coming over do you like he's already messi's already making an appearance of bringing players over do you see maybe even one of his old teammates potentially um coming Uh, over maybe the next player um I don't know. Uh, somebody, 
I I I could see Neymar coming, but like he might not come like right away. But like I think uh, in couple of years, maybe uh, Neymar would be the one to come unless he decides to go Saudi because Saudi has a lot of money right now. So um, yeah, with the Saudi leagues coming up and the big, the paying like huge bucks to people, I don't know. I I cannot say like hey this this is the person who could come, but I could see Neymar coming at some point. That's a I mean that's a good answer honestly. With you know Neymar obviously played with with Messi and um, you know they it seems like they had a pretty good chemistry at, at one point. though they obviously don't play yep. on the same team uh, anymore. Um, but it depends, like you said, with the money um, as well as. If, are they looking for more of a pay or are they looking for more like development where they potentially could get stock in the MLS? I know Messi potentially is going to be able to, to do that. Yeah. Get uh, that ownership money. Exactly. The next question is not as hard. So that, that's good. Uh, you answered that question much better than I expected. I was a little, I was like, Oh, this is a good stump one. Uh, my next question, you, you played soccer and cricket. I, Cricket. Out of those, uh, well, not out of those two sports, but with cricket, I know you talked to me about, I believe there's three different um, different games in cricket. Is that correct? Yeah, there's three different uh, format of cricket. Formats. Let our, what, what are those formats? Let our listeners know about them, just because I think it's really fascinating. I know we talked about it on the bus, and I still... Still, like some of them make sense, but they didn't play the cricket for that long, right? Exactly. Yeah. So explain the so, thing there. So cricket is actually like um, one of the old games. Um, so like uh, the original cricket um, um, is like test cricket that they play over the five days, and there's one called one day uh, cricket that goes for a whole day, kind of basically. Um, and then there's the shortest format, which most of us know uh, because of the IPL, right? The Indian Premier League, which is like the big one of the biggest leagues in the world. And that's like a T20 format, like that's 20 hour, uh, uh, 20 over uh, um, format, which ends around like three to four hours, like basically. So yeah, these are three different formats um, and people love to watch cricket for five days. Believe me or not, with the tea in their car, in their hand, uh, with those tea, tea breaks and stuff, they love to watch. Um, and I, I grew up watching that um, on TV. So, uh, so yeah, believe it or not, they love. And right now, actually, five day cricket is going on. The Ashes, the Ashes, England, England, and Australia is playing. That's one of the biggest Test cricket a rivalry you could, you could know about. You can Google it. How big of a rivalry is it? And then um, you'll know about it. Um, and I, I think, um, again, Australia is uh, kicking um, England out. And, and yeah, people are going crazy about it right now. It's always cool to hear cricket in general because obviously I'm still not familiar with it. I know that the, it's more of I have to watch it to actually understand it. I know it's hitting... It's it's more complex in my mind than I'm sure with you growing up with it. Yeah. But one of those sports where, like you said, it's a it's an older sport, but it's also. I, I think cricket will get get a little bit of um, 
popular in, in the states in general uh, because like uh, currently like they, they are starting with the major league cricket mlc where they have already built a stadium in texas and they're bringing in ownership group from india australia and there's like big big companies like big tech uh, company up in like uh, silicon valley investing in it and stuff so it, it will get big, especially like when um, when um, uh, US is gonna host the next T20 World Cup. So yeah, it it will get a little bit bigger. Not like Major League Soccer, not like NHL, MLB, but like it will be next um, next um, uh, I would say the alternative sport here in the states cricket i'll have to uh, i'll have to keep an eye out for that i know you talked about that a while ago and I'll, i'm sure i'll hear about it you know moving forward um, but the last question here uh i think it's kind of more complex when you look at it if you had if you had an hour to be able to listen to anyone you know give you advice on like career development or just in general someone to, to listen to could be dead someone who's dead or alive who would you spend an hour with to, to talk to it could like i said it could be you know it could be messy himself right to talk to him for an hour just to know that who would you sit down and, and talk to and why uh hmm. yeah so i think uh yeah messi would be perfect right because i share a birthday with him so there's all 